Hey guys, this is Kaijin Hunter, and you're listening to the Third Fleet Podcast, and this is episode 52. Not pleased with getting Soul Sacrifice back on the radar and prompting Sony to shut down its servers, I've now caused Final Fantasy XIV to close down all new account registrations, advertisements, and sales of the game since I created my character last night. Oh crap, did I just say something I shouldn't? Did I give it away? Well, that's why you're here. It's going to be a juicy podcast. We're on a slightly tighter schedule, but it's going to be jam-packed. And I bet for those listening to this on audio right now can hear audibly the big-ass grin in your face right now. How you doing, Rorikan? <laughs> I'm doing great, dude. <laughs> I am so happy that you created a character in Final Fantasy XIV last night. That is uh, it's something that I've been wanting for a while because I think you'll have a good time with it. Uh, I think a lot of people believe that you're going to have a good time with that game, um, particularly because do. of the story. It's, it's just a fantastic we'll story. So we're all excited. And it, it, let me just tell you, it's, it's always special whenever someone tries out Final Fantasy XIV. I can't even explain exactly why, but it always feels like a special time. That's why when you tweeted that stuff, a lot of people just were like, oh my God, he's doing it. It's, he's doing the thing. <laughs> a new baby is born. It's like, yeah. Oh. Something New like baby that. <laughs> the fairies, the fairies are singing, and <laughs> well, it's, it's really funny good. because like that that happened. Uh, I guess we'll talk about it later, but that happened at a drop. It's really random that I created the character yesterday, and then today they announce, okay, we're we we have to stop making money. I'm sorry, yeah. we're gonna give up everything. So. But uh, before people start thinking that, oh my God, so now it's going to be a Final Fantasy fourteen podcast, uh-uh. first with Soul Sacrifice, now it's fourteen. No, we have plenty of stuff to no. talk about with Lots Monster, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. It's just, uh, we do have a couple of other subjects we need to get out of the way first. So let's start with Monster Hunter Likes, because you've been playing quite a few of those, haven't you? I have, and I, you know, as I get into these, I'm more, I can see where the word Monster Hunter clone is kind of an insultive term um even though i don't think that's the intention i think the intention is to say if you like monster hunter you might like this because it's a it's it's a boss rush game you know like you kill bosses make gear out of their stuff you know um so yes i mean obviously you got me into soul sacrifice delta i've pumped what like a combined total of maybe like 350 hours in the game maybe ridiculous amounts of time yes so I am uh, very happy, but I was getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I want I need to take a breather. You know, you can only shove food down your throat consecutively for so many weeks before you're just like, I need to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I want to, and I want to continue loving this game for a long time. So I'm not going to force myself. So I said, okay, I'm going to take a small break. And I was like, well, I've got a Vita, and I even had to buy a year of PlayStation Plus because I was, I'm so obsessed with So Sacrifice that I'm going in between like the PSTV and the Vita at night. So I'm doing like the cloud saves. Yep. And so I, I went down to Akihabara, which is downtown in Tokyo. And I'm like, okay, well, how much are the Vita games? And Vita sold really well here. So, you know, there's a lot of copies of, of these games rolling around. So I was able to pick up Tokiden Kiwami, uh, Tokiden 2, God Eater Resurrections, God Eater Rage 2 Burst. Freedom those Wars names, and those all these names are these amazing. are all less than five dollars, less than five dollars each, not altogether, but like five dollars each. Like this, nothing. The idea being that they're in Japanese, so like I don't think I'm gonna ever make videos on them, but I want to try them. Yeah. So, Soul you, Sacrifice you Delta me, happened, and that was. You sent me like a Discord message, by the way, guys. You, you sent me like a Discord message asking like, 
this this was how bad I felt, right? He just asked me, "Hey, are are these worth it for like five dollars?" And he's just like, "Got was it five dollars for both of them, or was uh, it five dollars no, for, for each. each? Five for each." Okay, so so he, he just has like I, I think it was God Eater was it God Eater two, and Toki so, then yeah. and Toki then Kiwami. He just has Toki then Kiwami in his hand and God Eater two, and he's like, "Are these worth it for five dollars?" And I'm like, "You, oh my god, dude, five dollars." Come on, man. We don't get those types of... I personally don't get those types of promotions here in the West, like, ever. It's like, forget about that. You have to just, There's a lot of copies rolling around here. So. In here, it's the exact opposite. Like, as a matter of fact, I have a friend of mine that really likes Japanese games, and he tends to spend, like, obscene amounts of money whenever a Japanese game comes around because the physical editions, they'll show up during release window and then they'll disappear forever you'll never see them again forever, yeah so in portugal like you have to pick that you can't even wait for a sale in a lot of situations because the stuff just disappears even games that aren't really yeah. that popular they're just gone instantly gone forever it's, it's insane craziness but yeah so like i said okay well i don't know what i'm order i'm gonna do them in so i i said i'm gonna try these out and see because you know i gotta keep myself i've tried both god eater and took you then once upon a time for maybe 15 minutes each yeah and i told myself oh i didn't like these they're, they're not my thing but I mean, how can you judge a game in 15 minutes especially i was still a novice in the hunting genre so it's like i didn't give them a chance you didn't um, give them so, a fair shake and now you're doing that yeah. yeah so i started with god eater resurrections is the name yeah it's it's the remake of the first game using the engine of the second game it's so convoluted oh my god um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I can appreciate some of the stuff they're doing in there. I think it's kind of neat that you carve w using like a little demon mouth on your weapon and it goes, it's, it's not really, it's not really carving. That's like powering up your gun or whatever it is. I, I forget exactly how it works, but I do remember that the kind of like the cycle of, of that game is like, look, you do the chompy thing to fill up your gauge and then you power up your gun and then you shoot your gun a couple of times then you go back to melee. So the it, it, ha it has... No, no, what I mean is, yeah, it has that, but when you kill a monster, you also do chompy thing to carve the items off. Oh, of yeah, 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 that's right. You, you do do that as well. Yeah, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. It's been a but while since like, I've I done God Eater. Yeah, but I mean, I played up until the end of Chapter 2, so I'm on Chapter 3, so I've, I have not put in that much time. And I just realized that I wasn't feeling it, but I don't know if it's the game or just, it's just, it's not the right time to try it, you know? Yeah, um, it, it might be that. It might be it, that. So I said, you know, I'm going to put it down for now. I'm not writing it off by any means uh, because I do love like switching between gun and sword. That's a cool mechanic. Um, I don't care about the story and it's a little, it feels pretty rough around the edges, it, but you know, there's a lot of people I'm who, actually, who say it's a really good game. I'm actually on on the other I'm actually I feel like I'm on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to God Eater which is like sure I kind of like the gameplay but I actually find the story more interesting <laughs> than than the actual gameplay cuz the the biggest problem that I have with God Eater and I've I've made a video about this and people have slammed me for it like I've gotten a lot of negative feedback uh, this was during God Eater 3 where I really wish they would do a better job with the animations. I feel like yeah, I the animations is what takes me away from that game a lot of the times. Like your your character wields weapons like they have almost no weight, and I don't want to yeah, get too really deep into weird, this. Yeah, they have really weird, awkward stances, and yeah, there's also really bad targeting issues. I notice like when you're locked on an enemy, you'll whiff half the time if you're in a middle of a combo because the things just they don't feel very 
I don't know, strung together really nicely. If they just had someone go in there to brush up the animation so that they were smoother, looked and felt a little bit more realistic. When I say realistic, I mean that with an asterisk, you know, like, yeah, you know, f- I mean fluid uh, more yeah, than anything. Because one, one of the things that, that people have told me, because like I've, I've received a lot of feedback when I talked about the, is like, look, this isn't Monster Hunter, all right? They're, they're not trying to, you know, convey the, the same sense of like, oh, you're swinging greatswords, so it has to be slow. So like these characters will swing greatswords like they're butter knives. And it's like, well, I get it, but it's just the animation isn't giving me that vibe because I have nothing against you swinging like a greatsword super fast, but you got to make me believe it. That's the thing. And and I I don't know. mm, There's just something about the animations that just always took me off. But I think that for the people that enjoy that game, my experience oh, is yeah. they really enjoy that game, both the original, yeah. the cl- second, clicks, the third. It clicks hard. Yeah. So I will give it an. I will. I will definitely give it a shot. And plus, I still have Rage Two Burst to play, yeah. and Three is a more recent release that I haven't tried. So I said, okay, well, let me do a lateral move. Let me jump over and try Tokiden. And I remember it was you telling me, or and also I think Kogath was also telling me once. He's like, if you want, like. In old school, I say old school, but I'm, I really mean just like you know the portable generations. Yeah, like you you want a good old Monster Hunter experience, like small town. You know, you got your chief, you've got your blacksmith, you got your house, you got your you know, you want a comfortable game that you already know the format, but it's unique enough to really have its own spin. Tokiden uh, Kiwami is going to be for you because Kiwami yeah. is like the G rank release of the first game, and Tokiden two. It seems divisive. It seems some people absolutely adore the game, and some people were like, eh, it was kind of a miss for me because I think they went to a, a quasi-open world uh, type of it's, um, it's a weird thing, thing because, like, the thing about, you know, Toki Then 1 is they give you a little bit of story, and then they're like, they send you off to the races to go to go do your hunts. That That's the, the vibe that I get, right? And in Toki Then 2, the reason it felt so weird for me is because they go hard on the story, so like uh, friggin' JRPG levels of you sitting oh, wow. there for like 30 minutes in a, not 30 minutes actually, but like long cutscenes. And I, I even think that, I don't remember if it had voice acting or not. I want to say it didn't. So you, Ooh. you know, there's, so it, it's almost like Final Fantasy 14 levels of just like sitting there and reading through stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's cool and all, that's fine. But then you go out and it's like, it's open world hunting and I don't know, there was something about constantly going back to the JRPG and back into the open no. world that took me a little bit away from it. And I can't really put my finger on it. But like, you do have a hub experience in Toki Then 2 as well that, you know, you can go do that instead if you want to, and that's fine. But um, again, yeah, it's, so. it's, it's not as immediately appealing for someone who's like into Monster Hunter as... Um, you know, as as the original Toki then. Yeah. So I decided to ease myself into it. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll try Kiwami. Plus, I already had uh, somewhat of a love of the, the Fiends because they were featured in Soul Sacrifice. So the Abyssal Fiend and the Chthonian Fiend I was already familiar with. Like, I knew what they were. I was like, okay. I th- well, I thought I did. But they were <laughs> they're pretty cool. Um, and then I start the game and immediately... I'm not talking like, okay... Oh, this is kind of interesting because I don't even like like cultural games. Like Koei Tecmo makes all these like you know Dynasty Warrior type of games, yeah. and even Neo to a degree. I, that was Koei Tecmo, right? That was 
Neo. Oh, yeah, it, it, it was Koei Tecmo. Yes, it was Koei Tecmo, yeah. but uh, it, it's mixed with uh, Team Ninja. X, Team Ninja, yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, I I don't want the Japanese history to be kind of a half prerequisite for yeah. understanding the depth and enjoying it. It should be icing on the cake. Like, it should be presented in a way that anybody in any culture can enjoy it. And that's exactly what I was getting. And, like, immediately in the first hour, I'm like, oh, my God. One, the animations are gorgeous. Like, they feel... Yep. I mean, nothing will ever quite match Monster Hunter. I'll be honest there. But this is comes close. But the thing is, it's, is like, the weapons really are so inventive. And they're so... They're so different than what you think they are. And they're, they're it's all these weird little mixes of styles and stuff. And, you know, the characters I really enjoyed. They got really good waifus. That helps a lot. Um, the soundtrack is fantastic. And I fell in love in the first day. I played, what was it, like three hours? I'm like, wow, my first PlayStation is three hours. That means that I really, I'm yep. feeling it. But the thing is, is, I immediately went back after taking a shower and didn't go to bed. And I played another three hours. Yeah. It's uh, so my first play session really was six. addicting. It, it's really addicting. And the, the thing is, so like um, Monster Hunter requires like a significant amount of investment on the player's part to understand like, OK, so I need to get Not like grass to make a potion. I need to get like honey to make a mega potion. I need to do all of these things. And this game just like removes all of that. So in yeah. a way. It, it's actually interesting when you think about it because it almost feels like the direction that Monster Hunter is moving now with Rise removing like cold potions and making certain things more simple. It almost feels yeah. like the the preparation as I mean, it definitely feels like the preparation aspect of Monster Hunter games is taking a, a step backwards with every iteration, whether you like it or not. I'm not I'm, we're not going to discuss that at this point, but like... What I said at the time that I played Toki then, which was a long time ago, you guys can find tons and tons of videos on this channel of me playing Toki then, was that this is arcade Monster Hunter. So it's like it's Monster Hunter without all of like having to manage my inventory before I go on to a hunt, having to worry about, oh, is it going to be hot or cold or whatever? It doesn't matter. You just, you get You don't these... even have to, you don't even have to carve everything you kill. Yeah. It's crazy because you don't have to you go around. There's a few shinies, they're weapons. right there. You don't have to sharpen and your weapons you or just, do anything. Yeah. yeah, you kill stuff, and then your your teammates, and when you go over and you kill a body, you just hold R and absorbs their soul, just like soul sacrifice. Yeah. But your teammates do it too, and the the AI is really smart and very powerful. And so the game's also not horribly challenging. It feels very comfy. Yeah, and, and some people fun. some people at this point might start thinking, okay, well, in that case, it's just like it's just, you just get weapons and you just swing at things. Like, that doesn't sound no. very deep. No, because there's a system in there, which is the Mitama system. And that, uh, I, I don't remember exactly all the Mitamas. Gaijin will have this fresher in mind than me. But I remember that there's like different types. So there would be like a support Mitama that you could use that would help you support other players. There'd be like uh, a spell casting Mitama, which would be really yeah, good so if you were playing like from for, range. For people are like, what the hell is Mitama? Like, just so you yeah. know, think of it as like a decoration for your uh, a slot. Yeah. And what it is, it's the, it's the souls of famous Japanese warriors. And these are all taken. That's where they're they're going into their history here now. If you want to go into the encyclopedia, you can read up and say, who was Nobunaga? Who was this guy? And if you know them, it's kind of like, oh, my God, I got Benkei. I know that character from the myth. You know, like, that's cool. But you don't have to know it. But it's like when it's a it's like a rare drop or every time you beat a massive boss you earn these things as drops and you can get some rare ones you can get some common ones and 
I think there's like eight, I want to say, eight or ten different like categories. Like categories ten, of Mitamas. Categories, yeah. right? And basically you get your, you know, your your four buttons on your right side, right? You got your X, which is evade. Then you've got your, what, square, triangle, circle uh, for I think, for I think square, square and triangle were attacks. Uh, and, and yeah, and yeah, circles. Yeah. And it, c- circles like the ultimate, right? If I remember correctly. No, no, it's it's just a strong attack. And then oh, yeah, ultimate, ultimate, ultimate was tri- triangle and circle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been so a while since I've played it. <laughs> yeah, so the, the way the game works, it reminds me of Soul Sacrifice in that you just hold down R and it goes, shoot, and it, it, it toggles over to another sheet. And that's your... Yeah spells that's your mitama and the thing is like you put one main mitama and it gives you four abilities so it could be like recovery it could be like you know raises your affinity for a small period of time uh instantly part you know like makes part breaking easier um all sorts of things like you know makes you immune to something makes it so the next tack you take you get no you you won't flinch or you won't there's all sorts of different spells in the game and the thing is that because the weapons are so multi-layered and they're not mechanically hard. Mm-hmm. It's just they have a very interesting mix of mechanics. It's like yeah. taking, like, you know, take a great sword and mix it with dual blades or something. It's like it's really interesting how they do them. I remember. And it goes so well. I remember that the the first weapon that I really liked was the, I, I don't know if it's actually called Kusarigama. It's just the, the name that I remember for that particular weapon style. I, is, is it called that in Toki then? They call it Kusarigama? Um, they might. It's the it's the it's a sickle thing with a with a spinny chain with a weight. It's yeah, yeah. That one, and I really like that one because it was the in, in the original Toki then because you're playing Kiwami, but in the original Toki then I think that was one of the few weapons that could do crazy aerial moves. So you, so I'd like yeet myself on top of the monster, then be just like attacking hard to reach parts. Yeah, and that was really really fun. But this is where I have to admit my absolute shame. The absolute shame, which is, as time progressed with me playing Toki, then the weapon that I mained in Toki then was, was a the, long sword. No, it wasn't a long sword. It was the bow. Yeah, you know what? Funny, funny story, guys. <laughs> I went on the internet and I said, I wonder if anybody's made a video of them because I fell in love with the the battle of for the Cthulian fiend. It's yeah. so damn fun. Like it is. I want to do it like a hundred times. It's like you know, with all mother. It's just fun. And so I was doing it. I was like, I want to see some other people doing it and their reactions. And I saw your video came up. And I'm and I, so I opened it. And I'm like, he's using a long sword. <laughs> I was like, I just found his dirty secret. <laughs> it's like I, 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 I used all of the weapons when I was making those videos so that it would be like variety in the channel. I think that was the idea. But I'll 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 be I'll admit, like the weapon that I used the most when I was kind of like you know, when I was last playing Toki, then it was the bow. And then when I played Kiwami, it was the rifle. And mm. I want to explain to people why that was, because some people will be like, why is he using the bow? Well, for starters, one of the main reasons I don't use ranged weapons in Monster Hunter, and I've said this multiple times in case you guys weren't aware, is the ammunition management. I don't like dealing with ammunition management. It's mm. it's not that it's hard or anything. It's just like, I don't like Jeez. having to think about it. I don't, I don't want to think about it. I don't think it's fun to me to have to manage ammunition. So that's the reason why I don't like using ranged weapons in Monster. That's the reason I don't even do guides for ranged weapons in Monster because I just don't play them. But in Toki then, like I said, there's no management. It's like you just take your weapon and you just shoot things with it. That, that was fun to me. And on top of it, there's another benefit, which is in Toki then, 
you know, it's got part breaks very much like Monster Hunter. And mm -hmm. th when you part break stuff in this game, like the parts actually fly off. So like when you part break an arm off of a Chthonian fiend, it flies off. Like you actually see the arm like <laughs> flies off. He then gets like a spectral version of his arm so that you can continue the fight because otherwise you can chop off monsters' legs. They wouldn't be able to walk. It, so it'd they, be Monty Python, right? Yeah. So it's like they get like spirit you know versions of their limbs so that they can continue the fight but you get like additional bonus parts and stuff for chopping them off so my objective was always like i want to break everything and there were mm -hmm. some parts that with some weapons they were hard to get but with the bow the bow is kind of like okay i have my ultimate gauge up you point the your your arrow somewhere and that part's coming off it doesn't matter it's like tiny little horns on the head of the monster boop, those come off. Uh, uh, arm, boop, that comes off. So I'd always be with the bow so that when I was playing with friends, they'd like break all the easy things with the melee weapons and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to snipe off that last part that we haven't gotten yet. And that's why I would play ranged weapons in, uh, in that yeah, game. Yeah, so like I, I, I'm going to come up with a way to describe the battle system for a video because I think it's really interesting. But I would say that part breaking is like at the crux yeah. of Tokiden, right? So I mean the because there's there's an interesting concept they have here where a boss has two gauges. They have like a shield gauge and then they have their HP. And so when you attack them, it take it cuts down on like that soul gauge, like the purple one. And once you get it down to zero, then they enter like a critical state where they get really pissed off and they glow and you can start you dealing damage to their hit points directly. And then once they run out of hit points, they're dead. And then after you know, a certain period of time, they'll they'll go and they'll regenerate and go back, and then you gotta you gotta get you know wheel them down. So the the what it sounds complicated, but it's not because what happens is when you break a part on the body of a monster, it throws them into a critical state so that you can start damaging their life points. Yeah. So if you don't want to break all the parts, you can just break off like their leg, their left leg, and then after you collect the piece. And what's funny is if you're if you're slow. The monster will regenerate it and take it back, and then it's even more powerful. Do, um, but do the idea is that you, do they have to travel over back to the piece? I forget if that's the case or not. No, they, they don't. Not. move. They just regenerate it. Okay, so you no, have to carve go, it in time, or they'll. Oh, you don't have much time, piece, yeah. Yeah. So you just go over there and you hold R, and it's almost like you know, like an exorcist. Like you know, you're purifying it. You just a uh, circle of light, and then you and all the NPCs can join in and actually that and purify. Now that you've said that, that's literally what the game tells you. It's like you're actually you're, these are cursed yeah. parts of monsters, and you're purifying them. I had forgotten all about that. Yeah. yeah. So what's interesting is after you purify it, that's what gets you the item. So it's a carve, and then like you were saying, then it becomes a phantom part. And a phantom part, if you attack a phantom piece, it it doesn't matter if they've got the shield up, the weird mode. It's always damaging their hit points. Yeah. Like it's a it's a direct link but, to their soul like, now, and you can just that's. That's it's not cool. fun. You you want to break everything. You don't want to be attacking you the easy. The you want to break parts. everything. So the cool <laughs> thing is, like every weapon has like an instant part break attack, which is great. So yeah, like your gauge builds up and it builds up, and then like it glows, and then you just press two buttons, and the distance and everything's different for every weapon, but it will instantly break off a part. And it's so fun because you can like if it's got like a mind's eye thing where you can hit a button and you can see like you know, a, a color indicator of all the broken parts and how far they are close yeah. to being broken. Then you can do like this crazy wide slash and cut off like three, four parts all in one hit. And then, you know, you're all sitting there and as you get them, the, the parts spin in the air and you got like all these arms and legs spinning and you're like, that, that was one of the things. 
That was one of the things that I always liked is whenever you broke apart in that game, it felt so visceral the way that it just like pops off and spins. and (laughs) It's very Japanese anime. Like, yeah, I chopped off your arms like, and there it goes. (laughs) It's fun. And then, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a slow start. It feels a little repetitive because they're trying to get you into it. But once you get to like the Catonian fiend, like chapter five, holy crap. And the cool thing, I love the, the way that they do the weapon honing in that. Like, I, I don't want to go too on about this game, but, like, as you use a weapon, when I say use, I'm talking, like, one hunt. Let's, let's yeah. say you just make the... You killed Rurikon, and you got the Rurikon axe. Sorry, I'm using you as a monster. I'm a monster now? Okay. So I take his axe, and I go out, and I beat another monster with it. When I go back to the forge, there's, like, a little experience gauge on it, and it's it's usually filled up all the way after one. Then once you're, at like, level five, it'll be, like, you know, every every other hunt. Um, but you can then for free upgrade and he'll refine it and go bing, bing, bing and raise the attack by like five every time. Yeah. And you can get it all up to like plus 10 or whatever. So you, you start really caring about the weapons you make and it's, yeah. it's, there's ways to use items later in the game to speed up and that process. Um, and there's elementals in, in the weapons as well. Right. If I remember correctly, yeah. like there's kind of like, and the elemental is actually kind of a big deal. Cause I, I seem to remember yeah. always having opposing elements and and whatnot like guys you guys need to understand one thing like before i really got into monster hunter i got way into toki then because back then i didn't have a 3ds and while everybody else was playing monster hunter on the 3ds's or their wii u's i was just like looking on from a like you know that 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 meme of someone in a window looking outside and everybody else is having fun you're just like stuck inside your home and like inside my home that was toki it's like we have monster hunter at home and then monster hunter at home was toki then but it was actually good it's not like the meme where stuff is bad so i got really into toki then yeah yeah so i'm a busy boy so i'm not going to be doing many videos right now but do look i mean i'm going to do videos on toki Kiwami. and the cool thing about this one (laughs) unlike Unlike Soul Sacrifice Delta, yeah. if you like it, you can go buy it. You can actually you can play, play this it. One. Yeah, it's on it's on the Vita, sure. It's also on PlayStation but, Four, which also means it's on PlayStation Five, and it's on PC. Yeah, it's it's like this is one of the. And by the way, guys, if you do want to pick one up, the one that both me and Gaijin recommend is Tokiden Kiwami. And then if you yeah, really I like Kiwami, I, I, you, I will play. Two, I will play two later, and I think. Yeah. We'll see if I love it, but one like Kiwami, I love yeah. it. Ki- Kiwami, is, in my opinion, is the better one. Like I've played a, not a decent chunk, but I've played a, enough. I've I've played enough of two to be like I like Kiwami way better than I like two. That that was that was an easy thing for me, but mm. it's it's like um you know that would be the one that we recommend if you guys want to pick that up and and it, it's just it's nice that Toki then Kiwami Toki then unlike soul sacrifice it didn't die on the vita which it, yeah, it really they, sucks they to say on, this but soul sacrifice basically died on the vita like they're close or did they already close the servers or are they closing them soon the 24 then i want to let wait, people wait, know wait, though, like wait, they're, wait. Only, they're only taking 24th yeah on christmas happy christmas hey, what, <laughs> hey sony what are we getting for christmas we're shutting down your soul sacrifice servers but servers. It's, it's 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 isn't it the season to be jolly and giving it up no we're shutting it down which was shutting down your happiness. You don't yeah, deserve happiness. That, that 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 and Freedom Wars, they're shutting oh down their servers. Now, God. to their credit, they have to both of these running for like seven years, which is good in Sony terms. Yeah. But I would I do want to say here though that if you are on the fence of getting Soul Sacrifice Delta, I don't know whether you'll be able to download the DLC after they turn off the servers. 
Yeah. It's very well, you may be able to, but I don't know. And the thing is that that game, though, you don't have to play with other yeah, people. Yeah, you don't, you don't to, have to, to play with other people. You can enjoy 100% of all the game, all the quest, everything. And in fact, it's probably even better with NPCs in most cases uh, and not other players because you can customize them. They're, they're super powerful. And, I mean, you know, you can. It's like if you're playing characters. with friends, it's better with friends. But if you're of playing course, with yeah. randoms, then the randoms, NPCs no. at some point they might be better. But yeah, yeah. And and it's important to mention, even though the servers are shitting down, if you are getting it on uh, on Vita, it's totally worth it. You can you can still do ad hoc with other Vitas. Yeah. So you can mm -hmm. you know you still have that you got a friend uh, functionality yeah. of it. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, so don't let don't let that sound like it's the end of the game. I fell in love with the game and made videos before I even tried online. Yeah, it's it sucks uh, that they're shutting just it down, cool. but it you know it's 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 not it's the end of the, the world. world. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. But uh, that's that's what I, it, eight days until the end of the world. <laughs> but it, it, it's just really funny because I, I I hadn't dawned on me that it, it was the twenty fourth that they were going to be shutting it down. Like, yeah, I heard it's you really talk mean. About it. It, it's so mean, dude. It's like, what are you getting for Christmas? They're shutting down the servers of one of my favorite games. Thanks, Sony. Yeah. Appreciate all one hundred fifty people that are playing around the world. You know, why didn't they just crowdsource it no, and say, they, you know what? No, listen, listen. Like, no, think, about, think about this. Like, they could just say, look, we can't keep supporting this game forever. Well, they could, but they don't want to. Yeah. So they're going to say, look, it's been well it's been well over five years. We've done our part. We need to delegate resources to other things, especially when they ha we're having chip sor sh server shortages, which we'll talk about soon. Yeah. Um, and But, like, they, they say, look, we'll keep open the servers. There's only, like, one or two anyways. We'll, we'll keep them open, but, you know, we're going to crowdsource it and see if there's enough interest. And if you guys want to pay for it, we will keep it open. And let the fans pay for it, because we would. I would just, I would pay the entire year's worth for everybody and say, go for it, you know? Uh, it's like, it's, just, listen, Sony's going to save do it. those. Sony, you remember when we had um, Angbata, and he talked about mm. the, the $5 video? That's what yeah. Sony's doing. They're like, listen, we're going to save $5 on these Soul Sacrifice servers. $5 yeah, a it. year, dude. We're going to save huh, $5 man. a year Adds on up. these Soul Sacrifice servers. It's so good. It's like, come on, dude. No, it's actually $5 for both the Soul Sacrifice and the Freedom Wars servers. Five dollars, dude. That, that's guaranteed. Oh, Five dollars a year, because like they're they're hosting so many servers that it's like it's a bundle thing, probably. Yeah. Like whatever they have with whatever server service they use, they're probably using AWS. If it's AWS, it's probably like four ninety nine. It's not even five dollars. It's four ninety nine a year for those two servers, and they're gonna shut it down for four ninety nine. Yeah. It makes me really sad, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, that's that's what I'm up to. What are you even? And then. Of course, as I spoiled in my intro, you want yeah. to tell them, Murray? So, uh, Gaijin created a character in Final Fantasy fourteen last night. Last night? Yeah, last night for you. Yeah, he created, and, and I was uh, tutoring him a little bit, which then actually gave me a, a little bit more inspiration for my um, for my controller guide video. You need to go watch that. Insight in sight on why I, he got to listen to me cursing out my <laughs> PS5 for two hours you piece of shit and then the, the playstation was giving me the middle finger right back and it was oh that was like, so funny my... like, so so gaijin, gaijin goes and he's like can i use my mouse in, in final fantasy 14 and mix that up with the controller in case i want to click something I'm like, yeah yeah you can he's like oh because i have i have this um i have this bluetooth mouse it's got like three things that it can sync up to it's like this whole high tech and i'm like yeah sure that'll probably work so i'm i'm watching and i'm watching him stream this to me 
<laughs> and he puts the mouse in, in search mode and the PlayStation 5 finds and the second he clicks on it, PlayStation's like, nope, you can't Not use supported. this mouse. It's almost you like bastard. Sony getting their vengeance for that Shepard episode where you're just like slamming them no. and Sony's like, oh, you you thought that was funny? Your little rant? You thought that was funny? Well, now you don't get to use your, your mouse on the game. That's what you get. <laughs> no soup sacrifice for you. Oh, man. But, um... I'll, I'll just really quickly mention I've played the the, the entirety of the expansion um, already, and it's like uh, I already mentioned this in a, another podcast that I've done with um, Popo Jigaimo, but it's like uh, this to me, the entirety of the arc is the best story that I've ever experienced in any form of media. And I don't think it's going to be the best story for everyone. But for me, it really, really resonated. And it's just a really, really fantastic story arc from Realm Reborn all the way to Endwalker. It's friggin' awesome. And that's all I'll say about it. There's like already two videos of me talking about this in the channel. But um, yeah, so just so you guys know, I, I, it was just random. We were just checking up on each other because we've both been really busy. Yeah. And my, uh, my fingers were hurting because I was typing all day. And so I was like, hey, man, you just want to chat because, we, you know, it's fun to just catch up with yeah. friends and chat. So and we end up doing like a podcast offline. We're just talking for like <laughs> two hours about things, about games and life and all this other fun stuff because um, very kind of fun to talk to. And like, right I just feel like I'm just, I'm just I'm just telling people how cool you are <laughs> is the podcast. But it was fun. And we were talking and it came up. I was like, wow, what, what, what prompted it? Uh I think I was telling you that I was playing Togeden Kiwami on my PS5, and then you you made a joke about, oh, you can download the demo. The the critically acclaimed Final Fantasy XIV free trial. And and so, you know, I thought about it. I said, well, if I'm going to, I should try it. You know, like, I got to give it the benefit of the doubt. You introduced me to Soul Sacrifice Delta, and I absolutely adore the game, and I will love it forever. So I was like, "I, I can at least, I was like, okay, fine. How many hours would it take me to play it? Into a point where if I know it's going to click or not for me. And you and we, we went on sites, found that it was very in, inconsistent. But it's something like so 50 what I, hours? So what I did was actually, I went back to my, because I have the entirety. No, no, I have the entirety of my. It's actually 500 my, hours. I mean, you can if you want to. But it's like, I went to the live streams that I did, because I have an archive of my live streams of Realm Reborn. And I basically summed up all of the hours that I spent playing Realm Reborn. And then I subtracted like, I think it was like five hours that I subtracted out of that because they removed some of the quests from Realm Reborn. And because I wasn't just doing the critical path, I was also like streaming and doing other things, right? So I said, so it's going to be about 35 hours for Realm Reborn. And then you need to get into at least like halfway into Heaven's Word. And I was just figured like, so let's put like 15 more hours into heavens. So it's about 50 hours, give or You'll take, know, before right? you know. And then you said, I'll play it all the way until the end of heaven's word, because that's when the trial ends. So that, so I, I didn't even say, I said I would, and you didn't believe me. And so then I was thinking, well, we've got the New Year's break coming up, right? Is there any other opportunity that I'm going to have to just sit on my ass board and be like, Oh, I've got, if I want to play seven hours today, I can do that. No, that's going to be a golden opportunity. And yes, I'm going to be playing Tokiden Kiwami from now and probably all the way through it, but it would be nice to have a second one. So I was like, you know what? You've done me a solid. You've, uh, you got, you got me on 
Delta. I will, I will return it, and I will say, fine, I will try your beloved FF14. <laughs> so I and, and I said, you know what? I don't want to get into a situation where you're gone for the holidays. And I said, okay, I'm going to create an account because I tried that with Monster Hunter Frontier, and it did not go well. Yeah. I get flustered really fast because I just don't. You give me all these little pop-ups and windows as you saw last night. I get really flustered and I don't like it and I get confused and lost. And, and here's it's a, so frustrating. Here's another interesting tidbit. Um, for those of you that didn't know, Gaijin never played a tap targeting MMO. So In like trying, trying to explain to him like, why can't I just press the button and it attacks because your target selection is something else like that's a thousand miles away. You're not going to be able to attack. You have to select like, your that's current so target. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because it's not an action game. It's a tap targeting MMO. And that's, then I'm uh, getting like different. hit by stuff and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Just run away from this big red circle? And he's like, yes. Exactly. <laughs> you run away. <laughs> you don't and get he's hit. like, oh, dude. Okay, you're you're almost dead, and then someone ran right past me and healed me like a good person. Yeah, because that was, uh, that was very nice of them. You have the little sprout symbol on top of your hand, and the Final Fantasy people are very nice. They're going to take care of you, guys, and you're gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, so I I decided, you know, why don't I quick create a character now, and then if I have problems, I'll just delete the character and redo it. I was thinking, right, as yeah. a video or something, maybe. I said, well, why don't I just do it now while I've got him around and ask him just to set it up. And then, because I don't know anything about any of these games. And this, and is, so why, and this is why I didn't stream we, yesterday. <laughs> sorry, guys. So It's just because I wanted to talk to you. And I said, hey, what's up? You want to you catch up? And we're just yeah. ch chit-chatting. And it led to one thing, led to another. And then I'm like, okay, let's make a character. And you were helping me figure out how to get a server uh, and find one. that. So Japanese servers are changing every, like, five fucking seconds. Sorry, sorry, oops. Like, five <laughs> seconds. It's, and like, it's not, you know, it says it's open, then it says it's not open. Yeah, the character Then it's open, then it's not down. open, and it's not like, yeah. oh. And you're like, quick, okay, Ultima's open, go for it, go, go, go. <laughs> and so we, we, I saved my character that I made, and uh, we got me in. And then yeah. I ended up playing, he, you walked me through trying to set up the menus, and at least just telling me, here's how you do a critical path mission, and here's how you do yeah. uh, a class mission for your weapon or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. And... I'm like constantly screaming and messing up buttons and we're dealing with the discord delay and it's so funny. You're like, no, press. no, no, go what left. Did you press? No, no, go right. Oh my God. Why did you press that? No, go back. Wait, <laughs> what did you press? I don't even know how you, what the, what? And I'm, and I'm screaming the whole time. How do I get rid of this damn chat, win chat window? And you're like, <laughs> dude. This is an MMORV. You're supposed yeah. to use the chat menu. I'm like, get you it out of my face. talk to people. <laughs> He's like, no. So I, I minimized it as much as I, you can't get rid of it, but I minimized it really small. Yeah. And, like, uh, oh my God, this is hilarious. So, someone might actually but, know how to get rid of it. Like, there's there's probably some way of actually let me know in the just comments. straight up. PS5, yeah. no hacks. Let me know. <laughs> my uh, li li Lily Bloodbath is my character, and she yeah. she is adorable. She is a, what would you call it? Uh, I, I guess a, they're called lalas here, but they're, they're, they're potato. potatoes. She's a potato. Yeah. He yeah. made a potato. And, she's got, and so she's got the strut, so you don't get in her way, man. She'll, she reminds me of, you ever see that, like, um that video of the guy who was, like, working from home and reporting on, like, North Korea situations or something, and, like, his daughter walks in the room, swinging her arms all, like, hum, hum, hum. the wife jumps in, and there's the babies entering the room, and it's, yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, total that. mayhem. 
<laughs> it reminds me of that because yeah. like she just got this cool ass strut where she's like I own this world. The 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 Lollafells have that strut and yeah, it's like a lot of people were so wondering. Good. You you were just telling me a lot of people were wondering if you were gonna make like a bunny girl or a cat girl. What the hell's <laughs> wrong with you people? This is a, Why would everyone? Everyone's like, oh, I you're would, gonna put on the the Playboy suit or something like the, thought, the bunny ears and the. I thought you no. were gonna make. I thought you were gonna make a bunny girl. I'm gonna be real, dude. I thought you were. Like, I mean, hey. Why just, would I do that? Because because you know the 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 screenshots you send me of your Monster Hunter characters. I'm like, yeah, he's probably gonna make a bunny girl. Like, I'm I'm sorry, dude. It's just like. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> But you made a Lalafell, and Lalafells are really cool. I've I've played a I've I've been a Lalafell for a significant portion of my um, Final Fantasy fourteen experience, so I can understand. Lalafells are awesome, and she's and she's cool, and I, I like how you helped me out with the the controls. So I have it zoomed out. I got all these all that player name stuff is gone, and it, it feels less cluttered. Yeah. It feels a little bit more manageable for now, and we're talking like the first hour of the game, so that, like this is nothing but. You know, but we got me to level five, so I'm good. I'm set now. I'm not going to start playing it yet, but I, I'm set now for the holiday break. Yep. And I love the fact that people are all like, you better prepare for the queue times, man. It's going to be horrible. I, I guess like, people, okay, weren't aware, people weren't aware of the fact that uh, I you're got in Japan. Japan privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Japan privilege. So, like, I went on today at 6 p.m. prime time. I'm like, I wonder how long it's going to take me to log into the server, and I wanted to make sure I could. Yeah. And it was like people in queue five. I'm like, oh, so, it's gonna take me thirty seconds. So let, let's let's talk about this. This is um, it, it's kind of like right now, Final Fantasy fourteen. It's suffering from being maybe too successful. Uh, a part of it, I think, is definitely because of the fact that you know Asmongold, who is like big, huge streamer, yeah. he all of a sudden started playing it, and tons of people obviously followed in his wake and. That actually, you know, in a lot of ways, it, it can be something where people are just like, it'll be a, a spur of the moment thing. And they'll try it out and like, well, my streamer's playing it. I'll play it while he's playing it. And the thing is, people start playing and they're like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. It, it's like, because they've been playing World of Warcraft for so long, they don't know anything else. And then they start playing 14. And they're like, this is really good. I really like this. And then now that they're, they're, they're just, around. they're going to stick around and they're going to keep playing it pretty much, you know, until well, they say in whatever. the industry, your, your DAU and your MAU is going up. Yeah. And what happened was it's just like an, a flood of people started going in there. And so let me tell you what, um, what Yoshi P did. Yoshi P is like, okay, when they That's launched crazy. Endwalker, there's too many people that are trying to play our game and they can't play our game because of these cues. Cause like, if you think the cues are bad now, they were way worse around the, the launch days. And Yoshi P is like, okay, you see those uh, servers that we use for development. Yeah. Grab those, we're take them, them, flip them to live. Yes. He just flipped all of the development servers to live to, to make up the, for yeah, the, st the staging servers. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's insane. He just like, he just grabs development machines Put those to live so that players can play and we'll figure out how to develop the game without those servers for now. It's insane. Because, like, they still have their content schedule, even though they don't have their development servers. Like, they're still releasing the raid on the 21st of December, which is insane. I have no idea how they're going to do that. Like, they got some black well, magic going on like, there. Why are they doing this? Are they... 
Are they purposely making lines? It's like, no, they can't buy servers. You, you right can't now. buy, like, like I said, it took me two months to buy a computer, to find the parts that I wanted to make a computer. It took me two months. There is a massive shortage. It's insane. And people now, because of, it's it's a combination of everything, by the way. It's not just like one yeah. factor. Like this one, most com- countries don't manufacture their own semiconductors and chips. Yeah. They all consolidated like, hey, what's the one country we can do it cheaper than our country? And they all went to, Places like, you know, China and China stuff. And, and then and they didn't realize that this is actually a very high tech skill. Yeah. And so now even if like the countries wanted to have their own factories, they, they couldn't can. do it because they don't have the expertise. Yeah. It's this is not like and farming. Like, this is real well, farming's hard too, but like it's yeah. really complicated. But it's like when when you think about it, like if you consider that it took me two months to find parts for my computer, right? Now Imagine. think of how much longer it takes to find specialized parts to make like a server blade with the specific requirements of Final Fantasy XIV to support like however yeah. many thousand players and whatnot. So yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. And then on top of it, um, when the queues first happened, Yoshi P was like, okay, we're giving everybody seven days free time. So it's like, yeah, here's so seven days free time. Congestion, so you're not, congestion time you're not we're paying, for it. We're not, you're not paying for the game. And the game came out... Um, Crap, I forget. When did the early access start? It was the third, right? It was like two weeks ago, I think. A, a little bit less than two weeks ago. So they gave you seven days free when that happened. And because of the fact that they feel like they haven't sufficiently addressed the issue yet, now he's like, here's 14 more days. And I was just like, dude, that is... And now they stopped actual, like, registrations. I, that was you, Gaijin. Like, you know, Gaijin tweets yep. about it. And they're like, okay, Gaijin Hunter's coming in. Okay, we got to shut down the servers. The floodgates are opening. This is crazy. <laughs> shut, shut everything down. They're, they're not selling the game anymore. There's no more marketing. Like, this expansion came out two weeks ago. They're canceling marketing campaigns. They literally campaigns. turned off the lights. Yeah, they're like... But the, the amount of money they are throwing away just yeah. to, to take because they don't want to lose the fans and they feel that it's betraying the fact that it's not smooth enough for them. They're doing yeah. everything they can and the fact that they're not taking the money for people who are playing it right now. Yep. No Western company would do and, that. And by the way, when you say right now, I'm literally playing right now. I'm like, I'm mining right now. In the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally playing right now. <laughs> so With like, the, it's crazy. Yeah. So like the, the, the sheer luck that I was able to go in randomly and make an account before they said, you know what, we we can't get this under control. We're gonna no more registration for free trials. So the yep. the, the critically acclaimed you know uh, demo that where you can play extendedly for seventy hours, whatever for free, is not available right now. Yep, you can't make a new character, and they've even stopped all advertisements, and they're stopping all retail sales. You yep. know how much money they're yep. losing from this? It's crazy. It Most is. companies will say, just. Tell people to be aware before they buy it and tough luck. Yeah, exactly. No, and, there's, but it's like, this is something that they've brought all the way from like 1.0. Cause like, you know, that 1.0 in Final Fantasy was, it was really bad. The launch didn't yeah. go as well as they would like. And then, um, you know, because of that, when, of when Yoshi P came in, he just said, okay, so here's what we're doing. Nobody has to pay for the game right now. We're not selling the game right now. And, um, you know, let's start fixing it. So while he was remaking ROM Reborn, he basically like was still, he was fixing 1.0, which was broken beyond belief. It was unsalvageable. But even though it was unsalvageable, he was still 
fixing it to make the experience better for the people that were playing. They stopped selling the game. They made it free for the people that had bought it to play it so that they would have a base for when, whenever they'd be ready with the new one. And at the same time, it was in parallel developing A Realm Reborn, which is just like, dude, that is insane. That, that is... But the I, thing, you, you want to talk about the Gold effect. I was watching a video of him uh, seeing the end of the world. And then they had like the names of all the users that had played yes. on the server, which I thought was cool. They're it's called like, the um, damn. they're called the meteor survivors because they're the ones who survived like 1.0. The, I mean, the, there's a lot of references to those players. They even get like a special tattoo like on the back of oh, their wow. character because they've played 1.0 and they pay less for the monthly fee. Wow. Yeah, That's yeah. Like crazy. so, if you they're called uh, I think uh, legacy accounts. So if you have a legacy account, someone who's played 1.0 you basically like permanently have a reduction a, a reduction on your subscription fee. Wow, that's <laughs> but it's crazy man so hats off to them. That's just crazy. I feel bad for them cuz they should be making some rightfully deserved money but oh, yeah, they're having this problems cuz there's a, this, is this the semiconductor best. shortage is killing everything right now. Yeah. It it it's it's like I'm just it's one of those things like we always talk about uh we don't talk about publishers anymore we talk about development teams right so when we talk about monster hunter we talk about the monster hunter team we don't talk about Capcom. yeah we're not talking about the street fighter team they also have street fighter they have other things which you know if you like those that's cool and all but it's like for us we're about the monster Hunter team when when we talk about like i don't talk about bandai namco i I talk about from software street fighter anymore yeah i don't i never touched it much to begin with but I, I, I've made a rule. They, you start getting into NFT shit right now, Yeah. I'm not playing your game. I'm not playing it. And it's I'm going to do it by team-by-team team basis, not company-by-company. Company. Yeah. And Street Fighter's doing it. They're out. And now you got all these other bastards doing it. Ubisoft's embracing. Even their devs are like, what the hell? You know, they're, they're not on board with the whole thing. But yeah, yeah, crypto's not helping anything crypto everything's bad but like i just i just hope that you know eventually the things start yeah I, I hope that things start like becoming regularized because it's such a worthwhile experience to play oh. in my opinion but yeah that's so a, it's a shame but it's it's also like this is gonna go down in history yep very much and people so. are going to shout and people are going to be so happy with them they're going to shower them with microtransactions Whatever they can buy once they're able to. Yeah, you this know is what? A way of saying you thank know you, what? right? That that's a good point that you make. Now I have the uh, the justification to buy a store mount that I'm against, which is uh, they they've made a store mount that's called uh, whatever. It, it's basically that there's a raid boss and they made a raid boss into a into a mount and then they sold it on the store and I was like, ah, this is kind of shady. I kind of don't like it. Now it's like, well, you guys did give me. 21 free free days of playtime during one of your it. biggest launches ever. Tell you what, I'm going to go buy this. <laughs> I'm going to go give you some money, I'm, you know. I'm going to go buy that cruise chaser now. Like, I feel way better about buying that cruise chaser. That's actually a good point that you make. I'm going to do that. After this podcast, I'm going to buy the cruise chaser. Nice. I don't give a damn. Because <laughs> you can feel good about it because it's, yeah. it's, it's something you want. It's like, a guilty pleasure, but you're supporting the team. Yeah, and and they're taking care, like they're taking care of their player base, which to me is the uh, the important thing. But um, yeah, so whether it'll click for me or not, we'll find out. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think that I do want to leeway into yeah. Monster Hunter. 
So uh, a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago, pretty much two weeks ago, I made a community post on YouTube because I had been talking with Jacob. This was when we did the Jacob episode, and I was talking with Jacob, and he said he probably wasn't going to be able to make it for that week. So I was like, okay, so let's get some community topics going, and I made a um, a community post on YouTube where I asked people uh, what is the thing that they would want to see the most for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. And there's some and interesting everyone, stuff in here. But um, so uh, I gave- Rondine's sister in my room? Exactly. I mean, Rondine. <laughs> it is what it No, Rondine's sister. Yeah, yeah Rondine's sister. You can have Rondine. No, 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 no. Ron, Rondine's sister, because she's a sword and shield user. Dude, we haven't even was, talked about the, um, the trailer in the podcast. I know, the, the other the teaser. I was, just, I was just thinking about that. We haven't even talked yeah, about we, that. Yeah, should, we should talk about that first, and then let's go through the-, the Yeah, yeah, the, that, the, then we'll talk about the, the urgent quest that I made. Rondine's- Rondine's sister I'm not going to swear, but her sister, good God, she's hot. I'm just saying right now. She she has an energy and her voice acting is really good. The model looks great. The curls on her hair is badass. Her armor is badass. The dark soulsy European music in the background is badass. Like how like it checks every damn box. I mean, and <clears throat> like I'm like oh. After you see that trailer, you pretty much get the idea. Like if you think about how Monster Rise was about you know yokai themed uh, mythos and all of that stuff then you know that basically Sunbreak is going to be about Eastern European themes because you already have the um, the vampire monster, vampire. essentially. Uh, and now you have the werewolf monster. Werewolf, I'm wondering yeah. if we're going to get a Frankenstein monster. I'm expecting a lot Don't of like... Don't even say the... They equal dragon weapon. I, I didn't. You said it. I didn't. <laughs> That that was the joke going around. <clears throat> what if what if what if they did do that? <laughs> well, I hope it's a fun fight. <laughs> no, but it, it's like I I don't I don't think they're gonna touch the the equal dragon weapon. I don't, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. It, it's gonna be more like you know Halloween type things. I feel yeah, like yeah. you know that Eastern European Frankenstein bats and whatever. Those are the type of things that I would expect to to see for this expansion when it comes to, to new monsters that's definitely the vibe they're giving when yeah. you when you see the trailer and you see them going on the ship to whatever the new hub is going to be you can clearly tell that that is going to be a castle as well so big mountain range and it's it's not called elgato it's elgado El i love Gato. how everyone was making Elgato El Gato themselves, uh, did you see the Elgato? Yeah. Elgato themselves, they tweeted, it's like, hey, great, we made it into Monsanto Rise. That's really cool. But, no, I mean, it's not a trailer. What, um, it, was, it was a teaser. We actually haven't even gotten the first trailer yet for the so, game. So you want to know an interesting thing? Uh, Gado, um, in Portuguese, and I think in Spanish as well, basically means cattle. So if you were to separate the words El and Gato, it would be the cattle. <laughs> the cow? The cow? No, the cattle. The ca cattle. What's the difference between cattle and cow? Cattle is just like, you know, you can have a cattle of sheep. Cattle. I thought a cattle was a name. Oh, my God. I'm showing my Cleveland roots here. I thought cattle was a name for a, a cow. I didn't know it was like a flock no. or like a word. Yeah, it's a, it's a flock. Cattle, cattle is, is like when you have cat. Cattle what? can be it can be a group of cows, a group of sheep, a group of like you know. Are you, are you serious? You weren't aware of this? 
Am I am it, I actually I teaching just, no, you it just English? Says, it says large animals with horns and cloven hoofs. As co- like cows, you know, they're they're related to a domestic cattle, including yak, bison, and buffalo. Cattle is a is a category of of not monster of uh, of animal. Yeah, it's <laughs> a category monster. of animal. So it's like, but it's like a herd. It's cattle. You At least that, say that. I, I dude, I've seen plenty of like cowboy movies where they're just like, oh, I gotta go get the cattle or something like that. I'm, cattle I'm, of what sheep? I don't, I don't know if it can be sheep. sheep. I don't know if it can be sheep, but it, it definitely can be like a group of cows. It's not just a cow. It would be a group of cows, at least. But wouldn't it be a cattle of cattle? No. At that I point? Don't think, I don't think so. Look, I may be wrong, but I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm the Portuguese one. You're the, you're, you're the English native. So no, you... I'm American, so that does, <laughs> I doesn't count. <laughs> so, so if you're American, it doesn't count? <laughs> You I'm think not, we know proper English? Come on. I'm not, I'm not sure that's the way that works, sir. <laughs> we would say like a group of cattle, but I guess cattle of cows might be a thing. I don't, that's cool. Uh, I did not know that. I, either way, it's like that. That's just like Angus um, beef. Well, it's yeah, it's, it's a, a little, a little translation of uh, Elgato, the cattle. But and I don't think it's. I don't think it's related. It probably means something completely yeah. different and has nothing to do with what I was saying. I just found that it was yes. funny. It's like hmm. Kind of like Spanish. Yeah, sure. We're, we're located near El Dorado. What? <laughs> Elgato. <laughs> El but I'm super curious to, to see what that village looks like. I'm super curious to hang out with Rondine and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. But once again, it wasn't like a full trailer. It was a teaser. We got the teaser. Yeah, teaser too. Luna, Luna Garon. Luna Garon. Yeah, that's what they, they called it, right? Which is. Uh, I won't pronounce it because people yell at me for how I say people, it. People. People called it Snow Dogodon or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's basically the ice, it's this, the ice wolf. It's it's the the ice version of a dogodon, but uh, yeah. Like, well, and then when it gets upset, it almost looks like a Zenogre, right? So it's like I wonder if it's gonna yeah. morph between like two frames. Like it looks like a, it acts like a you know like a Tobikadachi Odogoron type of monster, and then when it gets howling under the moon, it, it changes itself into like a Zenogre type monster. That would be kind of cool. I think this is a in, beast, a I think in a, in a lot of ways, um, it wouldn't make sense for them to introduce like mechanics into the day night cycle because you already have a day night cycle in Rise, right? Yeah. Like if you stay long enough in a map, it will go through the cycle. It's just that would be cool. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if most people aren't even aware that's a thing. They probably just think, okay, so I'm going to this map and it's nighttime because for this quest it's nighttime and for this other quest it's day. No, the, yes, the map starts in a way, but it'll cycle. The thing is, quests go through so fast that most players probably don't even notice that. Uh, but you know, with us being content creators, we spend a lot of time idling in maps to capture things and whatnot, yeah. or trying different things. So we oh, definitely yeah. notice the day-night cycle. So it's like the day-night cycle is already there. I think with the monsters that we're mm. getting, so like you could see Luno Dogron getting more powered up during a full moon. You could see um, Mal. What's what's the name again? Malfestio. Malf- Malfestio. It's not Malfestio. You talking about the owl? No. Oh, I'm you're t- talking about the flagship. Sorry. The flagship. Yeah. What's what's the name of the flagship again? I forget. Malzino, maybe. Or? Malzino. Yeah. So. Malzino. You could see nighttime being effective on Malzino as well, with him like getting weaker during daytime, for instance. 
because you know he's like a vampire so it's like the sun burns him or something maybe he has to try and yeah. fight more in the shade and maybe lead you into caves and stuff like that i think that would be an interesting mechanic yeah. and it, it would add it could some just stuff. be that they're just it could just be that they're teasing us and they're just they're just using the coincidence of the night time with these yeah. monsters to show off like the fact that they're inspired by monsters but, but it's but like there is one common theme between the two of those guys have you noticed they both can run up and scale up complex terrain yeah yep and definitely. i'm like okay and then they mentioned they made a tweet saying they're going to improve the way the, that the hunters run on running? walls and terrain so i'm like oh my god we're going to be wall runners it's going to be parkour between the monsters and the hunters that's gonna be sweet that is gonna be freaking sweet can you imagine if you don't even need to do like the weird like phantom uh shot of your your bug you just run to a wall and you just jump up it and you just start running like a dog up it like <laughs> And, and for people that great. don't know what, what Gaijin's saying with the phantom shot is like, even if you don't have wire bugs, you can still climb walls by just running up to the wall and doing the same thing that you would do if you yeah. had a wire bug. Your character does a little a little jump and then jump. grabs onto a wall and starts running. So even yeah. without wire bugs, you can go into walls, but you still have to do the animation. So what you're saying we are gonna is put not, not even We're going to put Ezio to shame, man. He's going to be so jealous. I mean, Ezio is already jealous. I mean, because and you want to know why Ezio is jealous? Because we have good games. <laughs> and we might actually I mean, finally here, here, have a good... We might have the first monster that starts with Luna that's actually fun. Yeah, and it, it's like... Wait, what, what's that a reference to? I'm losing it. What, Lunastra is garbage? Oh, okay. I was like... I mean, I don't think Lunastra is that bad, but sure. But it's like, uh, you know, Ezio is, has had the scene, the Assassin's Creed, become what it is now, which is a damn shame. But, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. But, um, we, can buy, we can buy an NFT of him one day, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll buy an NFT of Ezio Auditore. It's going to be great. Yeah. it's. I will get that on the black market. It's called Save As. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the, the, thing, the thing about it is, even though they're teasing us, to me, it's like, I think it would be a waste for them not to... Uh, not to use some of these as mechanics because it just makes sense, yeah. right? You just get like some of the some of the stuff from the the Eastern Eastern European mythology and just be like, okay, so this guy is actually going to be kind of like a vampire, so he's going to lead you into caves whenever you know the sun comes up and whatnot, and then when the sun is down, he goes outside and he gets way more powerful. So it will be here's a, here's a weird idea. What do you what if the endemic life? also changed with the life cycle. For example, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like you got wire bugs Doesn't it all do over that the place, already? right? Like extra ones, right? Like do you, at nighttime are there more wild wire bugs out than no. during the daytime? No. Because that would be kind of cool, right? Because it's not like, you know, the the bugs come out at night, you know, kind of idea. I don't know. Yeah. I, I could see it. I could if see it's that. raining then the frogs are out, you know, get in a bath. Mm-hmm get some items that you normally can't get. It's like, oh my God, it, it's night. I'm going to area five. I got to go get that scorpion. You know, like it's going to kick ass. I know that thing comes out at night. So mm, that would be cool. Yeah. Just maybe have, we, like, can, we can, we can grab the endemic life and throw it at the monster. So we grab the Phoenix bird. and We just chuck it. Take that. <laughs> it's, um, it, 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 it considering that we, we clearly were not going to have more preparation aspects to it. Like that's not going to be a thing. It would be cool if there were things that if players were aware of, they would be able to take more advantage of those things like, you know, the, the endemic life at nighttime and whatnot. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Here's another wild one. What if they're going to do like the eight, the B rated movie thing where it's like 
they sent Rondine over, right? They don't normally go to other countries, and they sent her to try to get the guy who knows how to work with Tatara Steel. Maybe it's like the silver bullet. Like Tatara Steel is the is the material that can kill these things and break them out of like I mean, this I virus. Think, I think we already discussed that. Like the very first time that they revealed Sunbreak, I think oh, that's yeah. one of the You're things right. that we talked about. <laughs> okay, well that's enough of our round. Anyway, the, the teaser was. I'm going to make a prediction here because I. Oh right, are right, fun. right, right, right. Predictions are fun, but you will. I will say you will never catch me saying, and I hope I'm not eating my words. Because someone's going to go through my Twitter feed and say, "Oh, oh no." I don't think. I don't think I've ever said it, but the called it. I called it. Like, I hate. I know that it, people are just excited because they're like, "I knew it," and it's confirmation. I'm so happy, but I. It just the way people say it reminds me of like the bullies in high school. Called it, mm. called it, loser. Hey, I was right. You were wrong. Get out of here, my face. It's. I have trauma from high school. Okay, so leave me alone. I can um, tell. <laughs> I know. That's why I hate <laughs> education. But um, it would be. I'm going to make a prediction that they are going to drop the first official trailer for it on January 13th. Okay. I don't agree with this. Uh, I think that the soonest we'll hear about it is going to be in February. I think that's the soonest we'll get because I think that they're going to focus all of their efforts on uh, Monster Rise PC during January. And I can see how Sunbreak is, in a way, a selling point to Rise PC because they can go on and they can say, like, oh, but, you know, this time it's going to be day and date, so it's going to be awesome. You don't want to miss out. Like, I get it, but at the same time, I still think that they're going to focus more on their PC campaign rather than uh, getting people hyped up for Rise. So I think February at the earliest is when you're getting it. And maybe, may, maybe even, like, not February, maybe even March, because maybe at that point they'll go like, okay, let's do like a promotion on the PC version and then uh, get a, you know, then get, talk to people about Sunbreak and whatnot, get them hyped up for it. It's like, get in now and then you'll be ready by the time Sunbreak comes out. Something like that. Hmm. But I don't know. I don't have any inside information. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have reasons for my guesses. One of them is the the comic strip with Minoto's drawings is coming back in January. And they specifically said on the Japanese Twitter, not the English one, that these are going to be focused on Sunbreak. Um, and she, you know, she's, she's getting herself ready to drop. They're, they have like no information on Sunbreak right now. Like, what are they going to yeah. make a comic strip about? Cause her comic strips were about mechanics. Like how do you use a wire bug and do stuff like that? So I think they're going to, I was thinking of originally that they were going to drop, perhaps a trailer at the game awards or just do a Capcom direct like a monster hunter show. Yeah. Um, do that sometime before the end of the year. Like it wouldn't surprise me, but then you brought up the point that rise is releasing on the PC on January 12th. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense to not do it right before that. Yeah. But then again, it would also make a lot of sense to do it right afterwards. Right. Because after. it would give them January but I window. Think, I still think 13 is way too soon, dude. Like it's if they also, were if they were to do it, like I think they'll do it near the end of the month or at the start of next month. When when's um but, when's quarter when's quarter for for Japan? When's the end the, of March? This, end of March. Yeah, so they'll a thousand they'll need to percent hype up March. Whatever. A thousand percent March, dude. March is the month. March is the month you get nope. the next big trailer for nope, nope, for nope. Sunbreak, dude. A thousand percent. No way. You heard it no here way. first, and I will say I called it on Twitter. I don't give a damn. <laughs> what what are, we, what are you gonna bet on this one? 
I'm not betting anything. You, I already have what money. I want. No, no, I, I already have what I want. Like you, you're playing Final Fantasy 14. I don't need to make any more bets. I'm good. <laughs> Come on, you can't be so wholesome here. <laughs> I have what I want already. I'm good, dude. I don't need to bet. <laughs> okay, well, that's enough about my yap and ass opinions. But you have in, you did some interesting research with people, and you you asked yeah, people stuff. I I asked people about what was their what was the thing that they wanted the most? So I said, urgent quest. What is your biggest feature request for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak? Answers in the next two hours may be featured in the next Third Fleet podcast. In hindsight, I should have typed answers in the next two weeks because Jacob ended up coming to the podcast and then we didn't use any of this because we talked about Monster Hunter Dose, which a lot of people seem yeah. to have appreciated that podcast. Some people were that a little bit fun. upset. Some people are a little bit upset because, you know, we brought in Jacob and there's still like some animosity towards this three hour video. And it's like, guys, up, people. listen, listen, guys, uh, it is, in my opinion, very healthy to uh, listen to people that have different opinions than your own, because it's just a healthy thing to do, to explore yep. different avenues. So. You know, I, I'm not I'm, against uh, it. And yeah. I thought it was a fantastic podcast regardless. Uh, some people got the idea yeah. that I didn't like the story of Monster Hunter Rise. And I was like, what? Some people got from? the... Because I think that at one point you and Jacob were talking about something about the story of Rise. And I think that people got the idea that you and me, we didn't like it because he didn't like it. And because we didn't rein him in, it. they thought that we didn't like it. It's like, that's not the case. Oh, we I, like that story. I, really I like that story. So I want to make... And I'm an outliner. I admit, most people were not happy about the story conclusion coming after release. I actually prefer it like that. Mm. I would want them to do that yeah, actively. See, because, it, like you said, it put us all on the same... It gave us all a chance yes. to get to the ending together. And we're not playing Monster Hunter for the story. I'm sorry. We're... Most of us aren't. Some of our yeah. us are probably. I and I li I like the idea that you know it's it it's like to be continued. Dun, dun, we'll dun, dun. it's like that's one of the things where I'm still conflicted on. But I will say that there's like it's a double edged sword. So in a way, I don't like the fact that the game came out and the story wasn't complete. I talked about this in my review. I thought it was weird. It felt yeah. weird. I get it. COVID and all that. But in another way, it definitely revealed a good part of it, which was people weren't able to spoil it like people tend yeah, to do. Yeah, boss fight database won't have a picture of all mother right there on day one. Yeah, exactly. So that was, you know, that's like the silver lining that I could see there, but I can understand that some people didn't really care for that. So it's whatever. Yeah. But both of us loved the story, in case you guys weren't aware. It's not like the best story ever. I didn't like it as much as I liked no, like Final it Fantasy was, it 14. Was, it, was, but it was functional and fun. It was good, right? But anyways, oh, the I, I made this into a poll. There was five thousand seven hundred votes. Damn! Thank you guys. I I always appreciate the amount of votes. So how many people asked that they wanted to see the handler come back? Nobody. <laughs> why why you got Why you got to be like this, Gajin? When in doubt, light it a fire. Okay. <laughs> so the options were new switch skills, harder rampages, sieges instead of rampages, prowler mode or other write-in comments. And we're going to be going through some of these comments that I uh, cherry-picked here. Uh, I say cherry-picked. It's like I picked comments that I thought were interesting because a lot of a lot of you guys um, pointed out this, like, I want better endgame. It's like, well, good news, everybody. Everybody wants better endgame. You're not the only one. It's like and literally every... This is the G, right? <laughs> like when I said that Gaijin was smiling, you can't see it in his, in his uh, avatar, but he was smiling when I said that. So it's like 
everybody wants better Endgame. Just because we like what we had doesn't mean we didn't want more of it, okay? So everybody <laughs> wants better Endgame. I don't think that this is like a particularly interesting talking point. We could talk about what forms of Endgame and whatnot, but like a lot of the comments were overwhelmingly, I want a better Endgame! It's like, okay. I want a it. new monster. You're going to get a new it. monster. No, we're going to get new it. monsters as well. I but want the, it to be more difficult. You're going to get it. We have so D-Rank. Or the results of the poll were... Seven uh, percent of people typed other. Sixteen uh, percent of people want prowler mode. So Hell that's yeah, prowler, prowler mode. I, I I think it would be interesting. I don't think we're going to get it. You said you didn't think we we're going to get it either, right? Or do you I think don't think we, we are. But you know what? Yeah. Crowd for, crowd source that. I'll pay for it. <laughs> there you go. Gaijin, Gaijin will pay for prowler. My mode. gift to the you community. Heard it, you heard it here, folks. Gaijin will, I will pay, pay for prowler mode. I, uh, I can't afford it, the much the dev cost will be, but I would pay like $10,000. If it, they would give everybody Prowler mode, I'd pay it. Yeah. that's not going to buy... 10000 ain't going to buy a mode yeah. in a game. Are you kidding me? 22% of people said they would prefer to have sieges instead of rampages. So not a whole lot of love for the rampage. 5% of people really? said... That, yeah. 5% of people said they would like harder rampages. And there's actually hey, a comment a, on wait, Before rampages. we get away from it, here's a weird question for you. What's the first thing that pops in your head when you say the word siege quest? What's the? There's many aspects to a siege quest, but what is the feature that immediately comes to mind for you? The literally the first, literally the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh to Roth. Mechanic wise, that's not going to be well. Like mechanic wise, what mechanic? Oh. like siege is this mechanic? Okay, so Siege for me is the the sixteen player uh, the sixteen player hub with uh, you know groups of four players the all progress progressing through the same thing. That's the thing that comes to mind for me, and I realize that's not necessarily what a siege is because, like, originally when people think about siege, I think if you think old school, the first thing that comes to mind is Lao Shen Long, right? That's what I would imagine. Yeah. So the first thing I'm thinking is it's it's the chase. You, it's got a monster who's yeah. going to a destination, and you are chasing so, them on the way there. So Lao Shen Long, Jen uh, Moran, Daran Moran. That and I'm just stuff. thinking, like with the wire bugs, we can't even have that mechanic no more because we'd be if we'd be in front of them within a second. I don't. Like, I don't know. I mean, be like, there, shoo, could, shoo, shoo. there could be a way. There could be a way to do it. But basically, I definitely found sieges much more interesting than. Um, what if, Much more interesting what if than Rampages? Off, comes back and she can use wire bugs. And her whole body goes... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I'm, giving, I'm giving the modding community some ideas here. No! I don't want... I want to see a flying Call to Wrath. I don't want web-slinging Call to Wrath. Thank you very much. <laughs> that okay, is weird. Continue on. I... <laughs> That is very weird. But um, yeah, as, as I was saying, so um, 5% of people asked for harder rampages. So there are some people that did like rampages and they want them to be harder. I'm more of the opinion of like, if you're going to have rampages, then definitely create a lose condition for rampage. There's no lose condition for rampages right now. I've, I've heard from people, they say that they've lost a rampage and i'm like you got look you got afk to lose a rampage like that's the only thing that i don't even understand how you can lose a rampage without going afk I, i'm sorry i don't get it unless you brought in the wrong and then set people, of then armor, people are like or? i should have set up the second area i'm like i have never set up the second area i always set up the second ever. area because it i makes don't it easier. we use me and you know we don't do even if i'm soloing it we will not touch it because it's all gonna get destroyed anyways 
and the bell's mm. gonna ring right away. The bell's gonna ring right away, anyways. Like if yeah. you need the villagers to help you out that bad in that phase, you're in trouble. I mean, the thing is, you're you're two players. A lot of people are doing rampages solo. Yeah, no, no, I do it solo, and I don't touch the second stage. I don't. You do it solo anything. without without prepping the second stage. Damn. Yeah, because the counter gong's gonna be up the moment the apex comes in. Counter yeah. gong's up, which means get the hell off the cannons. I mean, I'm not gonna be the in the thing. cannons. I have the villagers there. Oh, what a, like, I don't need them. The thing's gonna be dead in like 60 seconds, anyways. Yeah, I guess. It's, uh, I don't know. But I, uh, but I've, yeah, I don't I don't think that's the difference between fail or succeed. But yeah, it, but but it's like the the thing is they need to create a fail state. You need to be able to lose these things. That's yeah. the thing. And right now we also like, need an ability to have lose. faster rampages. I want a really hard rampage that's not three ways, but like two. But it's really hard. Yeah, because you know, so the, have two, to invest, the two ones you know, right now are like mega easy. It takes too long. Yeah, yeah, they take too long. The three wave one, four wave would be too, way too long. Like, give me a wave, a, a one, like, not a one, well, even a one wave, really tough one would be fun. You know, yeah. something not too long, but really challenging. But anyway, so 5% of people said harder rampages, and then 50% of people said they wanted new switch skills, which new switch skills is almost like guaranteed. I just put that in there because I was it is curious to see. What do you mean? Not at the time you posted it, though. <laughs> the, did they show anything in the trailer? Because I don't remember. Like, no, I they the made a tweet. Very, very... The director oh, made okay. a tweet saying they they are preparing new switch skills and actions. Okay, so in, that's in the game. that's been confirmed. Okay, that's confirmed. We don't know how many. How many yeah. do you think it's gonna be? Like one per weapon or two? Or three? <sighs> I think five? if they're adding switch skills, they'd need to get two new ones. Two. I think we should get two new ones per weapon. Mm. That that would be the number that I would shoot for personally, but I'm not 100 percent sure if that's going to be the case or not. Mm. But um, yeah, we'll 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 see about that. But yeah, definitely people even back then people were they wanted new switch skills more than anything else that I put on here. I I, I realized that if I this is the reason why I didn't put Endgame by the way, guys, because I knew that if I put Endgame, this whole thing would just be like 90 percent end game 90 percent to better end game and none of the other things would have get chosen that's why i didn't give you that option in case you guys were wondering so now we're going to get into uh specific comments because uh mm. we're kind of like also running out of time for t- yeah. this week's podcast going to be a little bit shorter because you know our schedules are a little bit hectic so bear with us but um so the very first comment that i picked out was from max imus so it's like maximus but it's spread max imus and uh, right. he had like a really long comment, but I just picked the the final part because that was the more interesting thing to me, which was how cool would it be to have four hunters zip around huge monsters and attacking it everywhere? It'd be amazing if each monster had a few hard to reach places on which skilled wirebug users could land with some practice. There could be weak spots, rare material gathering points or whatever. And this is combined with another comment from Hunter Gendo who said, Brig, big friggin' monsters. That's all I want. There's been a lack of hunts like Yukonlos, Akantor, the Lamador, Gogmazios, Yamashen, Moran. Yeah. Daran Moran. That, that, like, that's the thing that me and Gadget have always said. Give us Daran Moran. That's the one we want. And uh, I he's, totally agree. Can you, being able to use a wire bug to dynamically land on something huge yeah. and then either mine it or hit it, hell yeah. That would yeah. be fun. And, uh, the Hunter and then it rolls and kills you. 
Hunter Gendo also <laughs> says, this is the perfect game to have giant monsters in because of the insane mobility, the likes of which mm. I doubt we'd see again. Be- yeah, because it is true. The, the wire bug is probably going to die with uh, Monster on the Rise. At, at least I hope it does because I would like to see them scale back on speed for the next Monster Hunter, but that's a different yeah, yeah. topic altogether. I want to focus on Sunbreak today, mm. right? So what I, do you think about like big monsters... Right, just like having yes. huge monsters. The Lamadur is hunts. I guess I call them. Yeah, the, the Lamadur is one that always comes to mind because I never fought a Lamadur, right? Because like I told you, you I never only... fought a Lamadur. No, because I didn't do G rank on for you or whatever. That's where the Lamadur is, right? It's in G rank for you. You got there in one weekend. You can do it. It's fun. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just... really fun. I, I know. I want to do it, but the thing is, I don't want to play that it on fight 3DS. Would be... That fight would be amazing with wire bugs, but it would also be way too easy because it's already easy once you know the mechanics. But the, but just I mean, the idea, it could be easy, but that's fine. It's it's, it's a spectacle. But yeah. I like the idea also. The only thing I could see as a possible downfall is the mayhem of not knowing what the hell's going on. And I love that about the big monster hunts. Yeah. And when you have a wire bug, you, you, you get a little bit too much power where you can just, you can observe, you can fly above it, you can go around it. But that being said, it would be fun. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I agree. I, we need a we need a spectacle hunt. We I, need I actually Cop. think when when I saw these two comments, I was thinking I think we need several big hunts. Yeah, like I want I give me like ten, ten or maybe even more than ten, like really really big monsters big. that you can kind of just like you know leap around. Like I keep going back to you remember what I what I used to say about um what's his name not Zora Magros. Remember what I used to say about mm. Zora Magdros, about how, uh, you know, most players, they don't like the fight because don't even know, after, right? after a certain point, they just jump into the cannons and that's it. What if you actually have to go back and you go like to the head of Zora Magdros to crack the, the thing? Because you can, you don't have to, but you can. Yeah. You go to the belly. Lots of players don't even know that you can break Zora Magdros' belly by doing a sequence of jumps where you land right next to his belly. There's like a ton of things that they could have done to improve that fight. And with wire bugs and all of the mobility that we have, having like these really huge monsters, I think would be yeah. friggin' amazing. I think that- be sweet. Yeah, and, and especially like they gotta bring Duran Moran back, dude. Dude, Caravaneer on his boat hunting friggin' Duran Moran. Oh. I could get that sweet hat, which is way better than the, the Roggy hat or whatever. Like, yeah, give me that. Give me more of that. That'd be fun. <laughs> So yeah, that is definitely something that both me and Gajan are definitely for, and we completely agree. That'd be friggin' amazing and awesome, and yes, please, more, more, more. So next up, I have a comment from Theodore Long. I want them to bring back the alpha and beta selections for armor. How do you feel about this? I Half of the idea I love, half the idea I don't. I like I love the idea that there was two visual distinct styles for armor. I love that because that that filled the gap of them taking away the fact that they having Blade Master and Gunner as separate items was not working for the franchise. So they made a good decision to get rid of that. But they kept the one good thing, which was the difference in design. Yeah. The one area where I think they kinda dropped it a little bit was that eventually getting the what is it, the the Beta? alpha is pointless. Yeah. Because decorations. So it's like, yeah, because once you get the decorations, you can always get you can always slot it in better than the alpha version. 
So there was never a re- the alpha was like the cheap man's version. Like when you're yeah. early, you make the alpha, and once you can afford it, you go down to beta. And so I didn't like that, but the fact that everything is layered in Rise could circumvent all that. So more variation in in monster armor, hell yeah. Do I really care about the fact that of what the alpha and beta system was? No, I I was not a fan of like the I, you know me. I don't like the decoration system in, yeah. in Iceborne, even though I adore the game. So. It's but if it's if it depends on the intent. If the intent is to get two versions, heck yeah. I just think that if you really think about it though, do you think it's going to happen? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we think we think it'd be cool. Do we think it's actually gonna happen? No, probably no. not. Sorry. <laughs> no. You know what I would like to see though, is if they offered a tailor in the game. So right now we can change colors, right? And I love the fact that we can do like two colors instead of one. It really opens the door for fashion hunting, right? Mm-hmm. What if there is like one customizable option where like, let's say you have like, you know, a, a chest armor piece and you can remove like the belly part of it or you can attach something on the shoulders and it's like a visual tailoring that they can do to it, which essentially gives you two different versions, but they're, they're parts and they're materials and it's ways to use things that you gathered. Like it's ways you could visually alter your your armor, not a whole lot, but just like one variation or two for each armor would be cool. Yeah, it'd be a good way to use some items, and it would it would it would satisfy that itch to yeah, have. it would it would give a different you the, representation. It would give you like a, a, a more more depth to the fashion hunting, which yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Sounds like a really good idea. So next up, I have one from Navi. Navi says, honestly, nice name, I would nice ha- name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I would have a ton more fun with Rampages if it wasn't the same map layout over and over. A procedurally generated map would greatly help from Rampages getting stale over time. So this this could have been one of the persons that voted like 5% for harder Rampages. One one of the few, one of the few people that actually really likes Rampages. And I I get it. I, I kind of appreciate Rampages a little bit too. I prefer Sieges. I like them, yeah. But um Having procedural generation for the maps, I don't know if that could work out because you could end up, I mean, it would have to be like really tightened up in order for you to not end up with like the specific I mean, do setups you, that Do you think the intent is specifically procedurally generated or just a randomization that was more random than just one of four? I, th- I think, I mean, the, the question that you're asking me is, do you think that the intent is procedural generation or a bigger diversity? Yeah. Yeah, I th- I don't know. I, I think bigger diversity is probably what they're going for, but they said procedurally generated. So mm. if you just had like a bigger diversity, like how many map layouts do you even have in Rampages right now? Four, I think. Four. I mean, once you, once, you, once you decide the first one, then the second map is set. So I think you have four variations. But it's like four. And, v- and one of them, two of them are really good and two of them are shit, in my opinion. Okay. I hate the other two. So it's like four complete map loadouts that that you can have, yeah. Um, yeah, because there's a rule like you can't you cannot have the wyvern split in both areas. So if you have it in area one, then you're, you're not, not getting you're getting the counter two. you're getting you're getting the dragonator or whatever in, in area two and so forth. Okay. So you know me and Yuna would re-roll so to say and, and check out and try to get rampages that started with one of the two maps that we really liked. The one being the the one where you, there's the big iron gate right when you enter. It's like an S shape where the monsters have to go through it. We love that map because it's always a fun challenge to say, 
can we beat and that was the one they used for the one with uh rajang's and basil recently in the event quest it's like the s-shaped one where you got the dragon ears at the side mm-hmm. and the big metal gate in the middle that's fun because you it's there's like a mini game in there that we do it's like we will quit if we let the first gate break before the apex uh, arrives okay and we can do we can we don't let anything touch that gate and it's really fun because we'll pull out all the stops so so you're, let, you're you're flexing basically is what you're telling me <laughs> no it's no it's it's fun because there's so much there's yeah. so many different strategies you can do in that one particular map where it's it's well designed like there's lots of things you can do and there's really good ways to use the villagers the other map we really love is the one that has the splitting wyvern fire in area one. Oh my god that is the dopamine map because you get in there with like the in between wave one and two what we do is we just sit there shoveling coal into the wyvern fire and so we open the second wave by putting a lure like a scarecrow right in the middle all four monsters come there and she i'm back at camp reloading i just hear and i see every icon just disappear and then when the next wave comes in we summon fugen the earlier version so he wipes them all out in one shot so like second wave it's it's a freebie and then before third wave we load it back up again and we do it (laughs) so it's so fun i think that the um, a friend of mine used to do that a lot uh the friend of mine that i got into the game um he would used to do that type of stuff a lot but um that one of the persons that I always saw doing that when I did play with him was Socks. Socks will always be the guy just like sitting at the the friggin' thing, reloading, loading up everything, just like always using shovels. All for every glory. Time, yeah, it was really cool. But, but uh, yeah, hmm. uh, it, w- it would yeah, be more cool variation to have would be nice. More but... variation of maps, but ultimately, I would prefer it if they like. I'm be real. I would prefer if they just did away with. Um, with rampages altogether, I know. Yeah, I, I know don't that- want. I don't want rampages in particular. I don't think we need them. I think it was a really Man. fun experiment. Yeah, exactly. And I think I, com- I I commend them for. It. I think it was a cool idea, but it feels also so specifically Kamura. I don't feel like rampage would work in Rondine's town. It just doesn't feel. I don't know. Like that's something you would do in a castle town. Yeah. Just the whole setup and the whole. You know, like the villagers all coming together and doing all that. Like, I just don't. I mean, actually, if you think wrong. about it, like um, rampages do make sense on a castle setting because it's a castle and castles wouldn't would sieges, get sieged. Wouldn't sieges make better? Yeah. Like Lao Shalong battle would make more sense, right? Mm, I mean, it's like both of them make sense because it's a fortress. And what's the purpose of a fortress? It's to uh, prevent attacks it's to I build guess, fortifications yeah. and whatnot so like both of them kind of make sense it's just a matter mm. of which one do you think makes more yeah. sense basically yeah <coughs> i mean they can add in some g you know master rank ones that you can do as a bonus but i would i would i would agree i think it, it, they wanted to step away from it really i wouldn't mind I would actually prefer it if they stepped away from it personally. Like again, <laughs> I don't mind. I like that they did them as well, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. So this next one was very wholesome and very close to my heart personally. Uh, this was for Beard Heart Gaming, and he said, "All I want is an actual farm. I miss being able to take a break from hunts while still being able to gather specific items and just relax at the same time. It was always a neat place to go to and even waste time fishing. Maybe they could add yeah. some more interesting mini games that reward you for having fun because we also really need stuff to do 
outside of hunts. I a thousand, like a million percent agree with this. Well, I'll give it a billion percent. One billion percent. Because like, this is one of the things that I missed the most from whenever I moved on from Freedom Unite to other ones. And even not just Freedom Unite, because I think 3 Ultimate also had a farm, right? If I remember correctly. So Man, did you ever see did you ever see like the animation from Once a Portable Third where the cats get in the minecart and they go whoosh in the No, I never saw it. You hear this from Portable Third. They, they they get in a minecart and you send them in the mine and then in the farm and then you hear this huge boom and then they all fall out and they have gems <laughs> with them. It's like it's 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 a good area to show off the the cuteness of the animals of the world. I remember um you know. which one was it? There was um I, I like the mini game in four where you would send out the cats. That one I remember really like because yeah. it was like this this red blue thing. Yeah. That one it's was like really a Pelipon cool. thing, yeah. Yeah, there were other ones where like you would. Um, which one am I thinking of? I don't remember. But there were a lot of cute things that you would do with the cats, and that was really cool. But mostly, yeah. I, I definitely miss the farm because like I remember back in Freedom Unite, I'd go in and I'd be like, okay, let me just uh, plant some things and do some stuff, do some little bit of gardening. Like mm. it gave a, a cool aspect of the game that was way cooler than just like, hey, here's some herbs. Give me more of these. Cool. Okay, come it's back in menu. 10 it's hunts. It's just a menu transaction. Yeah, it's yeah. just a menu. I, I don't like the menu transaction. I, I think it added more to the game when you had the farm. I know that it's probably not going to be the most popular thing because a lot of people do like the more you know, fast-paced approach to the game where it's like, no, I just want to like boom, boom, boom. And if they change it back to going to the farm now, there's going to be a lot of people that don't like it. Maybe they could do like a hybrid system. Where it's like, hey, you want the full farm experience? Maybe you could get like a little bit more materials. But if you don't yeah, yeah. want the Give full farm experience, you could just do, do it the again. You third, you have a, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I think that would be the only way that they could go about it now. And that way, at least at the beginning of the game, you would still get that farm experience because later in the game, you didn't go to the farm. Maybe like, as much. What if you get like? What if you can get like canines and felines that are like have farming skills? Like the dog's really good at like digging up truffles or something, and like. The cat is really good at planting this or something like. Yeah, so so like in, instead of you actually doing the activities yourself, you would yeah, assign yeah. them. Your companions to, are to the companions, but you still have to go there and kind of like almost like you were doing yeah. it, but you, you'd be giving him the orders. Okay, now I want you to look for truffles. Now you're going to be a good boy. You're going to look for the. Yeah, that 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 sounds really cool. But it's just like I would like to have that aspect because that was yeah. really really fun. I greatly. Do so I think they will that. know? Do I want it? Yes. Yeah. It, 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 it's again it's one of those things will they do it probably not would we like it hells yeah that'd be amazing yes i mean because if you think about it it's kind of like what if they removed the kitchen that would suck right like like it's basically what they did right like they removed all the the fun cinematic parts of going to the farm asking the thing for the thing yeah. and then having them do it and now it's just a menu transaction with randine and it's wonky as hell anyways that menu flow i hate yeah, um, it's weird. And then it's weird. And then, like, the kitchen's no different. You're still having to walk to the area with the kitchen, sit down and select from a menu, watch a cutscene. Like, imagine if they got rid of the kitchen. That would be the worst thing that ever happened. So, I don't know. I think getting rid of the farm was a bad idea. They could have streamlined it and kept yeah. the cuteness. We need, we need, that would be so nice to be able to just fish. Can you imagine that? Yeah, be able to just like sit in, in a farm and fish. That would be cool. You can't do that anymore. But what if you got what if you what if you got like a boat? Like they had like when you went to like the fight against now where you had the boats, right? 
what if they just had like a little scene where like as you like progress in the game it unlocks areas and you can like boat over to like you know like the the volcanic area and you're, it's just a, a static screen of you sitting in the background of the volcanoes there and you're in the water and you're in your boat fishing and it just allows you to select different areas you can go to to fish and you could get like in like different things like maybe you'd even be able to get a couple of um a couple of armor like, or whatnot you can have like random shit happen like a little <laughs> like a, a god bug or something that flies by and if you're really quick and you hit y you can catch it with the net or some shit you could you could also see the um like imagine if you had your your palicos that you send over the what are they called the meowcenaries you would see yeah. them like actually fly by on their kites into the volcano and All maybe you would even stuff. hear like the roar of the monster that they're like maybe I'm going a little bit too in depth with that, but that would be you, so. It could cool. be really fun. Like yeah. them just like going over to the volcano, and then you hear the roar of like I don't know, friggin' um, I'm thinking about the the what's the name Magnamalo. You'd hear like Magnamalo's roar, like Arr! yeah, and then there's just going wow, wow. <laughs> like, that'd be cool. <laughs> That's a really good impression. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so next we have one from Tamamitsune fan. Not sure what Tamamitsune is. Do you know that? No. Tamamitsune is Mizutsune. Oh, that's the Japanese name. Okay, I didn't know that. My, okay. It sounds like my daughter. So Mizutsune fan says, "What I would want to see returned in Sunbreak, however unlikely, are both day and night cycles, and maybe seasons, yep. something like it was in Monster Hunter 2. So we talked about seasons a lot in the last podcast and how that stuff worked. I think that seasons would be amazing, but if they do implement seasons, I don't think it's going to be in Sunbreak. No, I think that's a Monster Hunter 6 item. Yeah, if, yeah, if I actually they really do it. liked, I liked how they did the seasonal events in Iceborne. I really enjoyed those. Like, you know, three weeks spring event or something in the hub. Yeah. You know, like there's, it's all, it's, they decorate it. There's special customization items you can get. I mean, that was cool. And, you know, I don't know, maybe people didn't like it so much, but I always found the festivals really neat. I think that you're but. not going to see that in, uh, in Sunbreak. Cause again, Sunbreak's more like yeah. the, the portable thing. So they don't want to have game, the, yeah. They don't want to have those types of events there. Uh, I think that, again, the, the seasons, whether it's seasonal events or just like seasons themselves, they could potentially be implemented in March 6, but that's actually like a whole video onto itself almost that we could talk about the seasons and how they could work yeah. and whatnot. But day-night cycles, I find it interesting that uh, they bring up day-night cycles because it's like day-night cycles are already yeah, we're in the just game. talking about that, yeah. It's, it's just, like I said, I think some well, people I don't even in, notice it, that day-night cycles are there. Well, I think in... I think it needs to affect gameplay. I think that's yeah. what they're getting at, right? Which is what we were talking about earlier as well. It's like yeah. it would be cool so we with these monsters that like if you could have these day-night cycles actually do something to affect them in a way. Like, hey, this one's more powerful at night. This one's more powerful full moon. All of that stuff. Hell, you could have like special quests. Hey, you have to find this Lunogaron, but it's going to have to be during a full moon. So he's going to be like fully powered up. So you got to be careful. Like stuff like that would be really cool. So, yeah, yeah I, I hope they do that as well. Then we have one from Rotorix. Rotorix uh, is basically going to bring up something that, you know, this is something that I think most people will want, which is investigations, NFT. tempered monsters, true invader monsters that can't be wyvern ridden. Something similar but better than guiding lands in a big spectacular fight like Safi Jiva. 
I really enjoy fighting in Monster Hunter World Iceborne with the squad. So I think we're definitely going to get something big and spectacular. Uh, maybe not like Safi, but, you know, it's not going to be Safi itself, but it, I think we're going to get something big and spectacular um, in in this one. It would be cool if it was just like bigger monsters like we talked about. Uh, previously, like we're using the wire bugs to get the bigger monsters. You think they're, 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 they wouldn't get rid of Wyvern riding for Sunbreak? A thousand percent, no. No. So any monster what that the, comes what if, in, the, what if the big monster, I'm just thinking now of Yokai, what if the big monster is the blob inspired by that? I don't know what the blob is. It's just this big viscous ball of slime, this huge monster, and just changes shapes and absorbs things and just a big red glob. That feels like a little bit too alien for God Monster Eater? Hunter, maybe? Too, too, too God Eater. <laughs> I don't know. It feels God Eater for weird. <laughs> But uh, I personally would really love Investigations back, mostly because of the randomness of it, because, you know, it, it was just fun to go on a quest, and it's like, okay, this quest got like a, a Rajang, Silverathalos, and something else that's hard. Good luck. Was this in the list? Because I never hear anybody mention this one, but I want Huntathons back. No. Nobody, nobody talked Hunt -a -thon about Huntathon Quest. It's, it's, it, it, for people who don't know, Huntathon Quest were... Ones where they would say, kill two or more of this monster. And it would just be a quest where they would endlessly spawn. So if you wanted to just fight like seven young Garuga, you can do that. It would take a while, but yeah. like, you know, once you once you killed two, they would just eventually pop out. And then you get, you know, it's a great way to just farm with other people and have a good time. And then, you know, farm for crowns. And then when you were done, you just deliver the ticket and you're, you're good to go. Mm. I want to see that back. I mean, the thing is, it's so fast for you to go in between hunts. And with the huntathons, yeah. the way that the rewards worked in huntathons, you wouldn't really know if you they got the material. Out, right? I don't remember if they capped out or not, but it's like you wouldn't know. So, like, you would kill, let's say, five young Garugas, and you still wouldn't know if you got the material that you wanted. And I think that's probably why you're not going to get that because. Well, they could just have just used the, the, the guiding land system. That solved that one. When you reported back in, like you knew, you saw what you got, yeah. right? Yeah. But I mean, I anything that you would say guiding lands, I want that for all monster hunters forever. So it's like, yeah. if you just say the words guiding lands, I'm like, yes, guiding yes, land, that, yes, more, yes, more of that. Yes. Anything that resembles guiding lands. I love that. I adored it. I know that was not for everyone, but personally, I greatly, greatly, greatly enjoyed it. So yeah, guiding lands, more of that for sure. Um, and then finally, uh, we have William Barefoot, and this is potentially the most important uh, comment of all. He says, I want the full beard for character creation. They don't have one. Wow, okay. I mean, they have like what I have right now, which is, I mean, not even this. It's less than this, the, the beard that you can get in, in Monster Hunter. But that's pretty much it. Whereas in... In World, you had like the full long beard, which was cool. And Rise, they took that back again. They're like, nope, no beards, nothing like that. And I was like, why? That's not fair. So yeah, I want full beards as well. <laughs> Here's one that people don't mention that would be nice. No restrictions on gender for outfits. Hmm. Like, I wouldn't do it myself, but, like, if you are playing as a male, like, hunter, like, type 1, and you wanted to 
put on a female you know, dress. You know, Minoto's dress. Why can't you? Yeah. I mean, I know it's a different model, and they'll have to adjust it. But like, dude, they did they did that in Dragon's Dogma. Remember? Yeah, they should you do could that. you could a thousand percent do that in Dragon. I, I'm not against it. Like um, in Final Fantasy 14, you can wear two B's dress as a male, but that's one of the few things you can do. You can't do. Yeah. I don't think you can do all of the female outfits, but you can definitely wear two B's dress as a male if you want to. And it's like, yeah, nice. if you want to do that, why not? It's oh yeah, they yeah. they've also added. Um, female maid outfits those can be worn by male characters now as well. <laughs> people are pretty happy about that one for some reason <laughs> then they i want them to bring back even more i know they had them but i want even more i want more of the goofy weapons i want the pizza cutter back i want the no swimming yeah. shark lance i want i want that stuff back because i really enjoy those Oh, and by the way, uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the tweet earlier today. I saw a tweet where they confirmed that we are getting a USJ collab for Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. But they, they didn't say dates or anything like that, right? They're just like, hey, we're confirming this is happening. We just don't have it yet. So if you guys like yeah, well, the USJ collab. I don't know collab, if you know the situation in Japan. Like, they're not out, we're not out of the blue, but we've our vaccination percentage went like really high. And our cases went really low. So now there people are now tentatively in this country talking about I think it's too early to talk about it, but they're all like, you know, we're gonna start opening up again, we're gonna start bringing people back to the workplace. I'm like, it's too early. Oh, but I man. get it. I it, it's it's there's like, no right answer. There's yeah, th it's it's like the problem is there's this is never gonna go away. This is a cold. Like, right? Yeah. It, it's I mean, it's a really strong cold that can kill you, but it's a cold. We can't get rid of it. We need to be able to live with it. And I don't think that staying... Well, we can't live with it if we're going to let it mutate every year. The, the thing is it's also like, us. I just don't think that intermittent lockdowns is the way to go. Because like right now, it's, yeah. it's almost like governments are going like, we're, we're, turning the, we're turning it back on again. And now we're turning it off again. And now we're turning it on I again. Mean, and I, it's like, look, make Japan, up your mind. Japan has a bad history when it comes to like the travel restrictions. Because they they do knee jerk reactions that are stupid, but as far as actual like enforced lockdowns, we never had one, ever. They can't. The, the government doesn't even have the legal power to do that. I think after the Second World War, they stripped them of the power. The people wanted to be protected from their own government. They're like, we're not giving them that much power. So like they can't. They'll just ask you very nicely to please shut down at eight o'clock. <laughs> You know, they even, did I ever tell you about this? They had a thing where they were asking pachinko, like gambling parlors to please like close down because it's, it's dangerous. And then when some didn't comply, they decided to shame them by putting their name on the news. Oh, but all that did was, it, it, it just meant that everyone's like, oh, they're open. Shit. I'm going there. <laughs> it created lines. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. But uh, anyway. Yeah, so USJ is it will be interesting because if it's if it's also an it'll be an exclusive quest, of course it always is. Yeah. Um, you know, people are generally really nice here in Japan, and they'll host it. It's just a question: is can you find a room of someone hosting it long enough for you to collect all the pieces? No, but it's like so, I th I think considering that it was announced for uh, in the in the oh you're right they never. It was announced in the International Monster Hunter account, so I would expect it to. Uh, oh, you're right, because it's USJ, it not US. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. 
They Star Knight. It's coming back, boys. <laughs> Get ready for Star Knight 2.0. It's going to have every skill in the game. Uh, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Because I know what they, they announced the event that they're doing over there. It's a VR experience this year. Yeah. I've, they I've said seen that, they said you yeah you'd put on a VR headset and you'd walk through it's really small too like you would walk through like their event hall and there would be like you'd be like an you know it would like it's what would it feel like to actually be a hunter right like yeah. walking through the snow and then Valkana comes up like how big it is and how cool that would feel so it's an, it's just an experience but there's always all the the goods and stuff like that that they sell so. That that sounds like super cool. Personally, I'd I'd love to do it, but obviously, if I'm it was not Tokyo, Japan. I'd go. But Osaka, man, I'm not spending three hundred, four hundred dollars go all the way down there just to line up for five hours <laughs> to do a twenty minute thing. I did that having, once, but I'm not doing having it. to go. Do, do you would you go on train or would you go on plane? Uh, bullet train. Okay, bullet train. So, so that's not this that bad. If you if it was like oh this involves an airport trip, it's like oh hell no, I'm not going to yeah. airports now, dude. That's crazy. That is Hell insane. No. But anyway, that's probably uh, going to be it for today, guys. Like I said, we are doing a little bit of a shorter podcast so that uh, Gaijin can go and have some family time with Yuna. Uh, and I'm going to go and edit this so that I can bring you this episode hopefully today. We shall see how that Damn. works out. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be it. Thank you all very much for watching. If you guys enjoyed it, hit it up with a like. If you did not enjoy it, hit it up with a dislike, although... Unfortunately, it's not really going to matter anymore because YouTube re YouTube removed your ability to actually show your dislike for videos. The bar is gone forever, which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Uh, engage, all that, share with your friends. We'll see you guys in the next one. Stay strong. Stay safe. And Ron Dean's sister is mine. You wish. I called dibs. She's instantiated. You can't, you can all you have can't, call, you can't call dibs. That's not... <laughs> I'm cutting you this off. You got to include this part in the edge. You got, no, you got to keep. <laughs> I will, but I'm cutting this off. <laughs>